Welcome to Tea Time with Liz. Come on in. I am super excited tonight. I have an amazing guest. We are doing part two to the value of life shifts. I am super, super excited to get into this tea tonight. But of course, before we do, we need you to go ahead and like, share, even subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have not, um, you will find us on Tea Time with Liz there. Also, you want to follow us, like I said, on Facebook. Facebook and IG, where you can get all the good tea throughout the week. We have some amazing new things that I've been launching out. And lastly, if you haven't seen, we got the new branding, but also a new podcast. So if you can't catch the live, you can always go back to these lovely platforms and listen to the tea on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Google pa uh, Google Podcasts, and Music, um, Amazon Music. So you can catch the tea anywhere. All right, y'all. Um, so definitely, definitely make sure you are tuned in to that. Um, but that is really all the announcements I have. I'm excited for um, next month's uh, topic. I'm going to contribute to all my PKs out there, do a tribute to them. Um, and we're going to talk about self-worth as a PK. Um, it's not easy being a pastor's child, a preacher's child, a minister's child, wherever you lie. Um, and so we definitely need to talk about self-worth from those perspectives. So I have two amazing guests that will be joining me next month as we discuss um, self-worth from a PK perspective. So, but otherwise tonight, like I said, we are going to get into some good tea with my special guest. Um, she is a sister. She's a friend. Um, we have grown to uh, work together, loved each other, and just have found a divine connection. And she has so much wisdom. So I'm super excited. I'll let her sh even share more of her life shifts as we talk and um, she uh, gives us a little bit more about herself, but another than I do want to bring up Miss Jamie Oates. Hello, hey, <laughs> welcome to Tea Time. I'm so honored to be here. Your branding looks great. I'm excited. Thank you, thank yes, you, thank you. Yes, we are. We are definitely making some new moves here on face on. Uh, tea time with Liz. So I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. So um, like I said, thank you for joining us here on Tea Time. But um, tell us a little bit more about um, who Jamie is. Okay. Well, my name is Jamie Oates. Um, I am 33 years old. I reside in San Diego, California. Um, I am currently a minister. I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I also work full time. Um, a friend. I love to shop. I don't know. <laughs> I've been active with uh, youth and young adult ministry. Um, a good portion of my life is really where my passion is. Um, so yeah, I love to serve. Here I am. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing. Like she said, um, she is an amazing entrepreneur. She also does graphics and um, so much more. So definitely follow her here on Facebook, on I'm sure IG. Um, she's on all the social media platforms um, and definitely connect with her um, in her business. Um, but uh, let's get into this good tea because it's yeah. going to be some great tea tonight, right? Yes, so tonight, um, as we always do, I Throughout the season, we're talking about self-worth. I always ask our guests, um, what does self-worth mean to you? So that is your first question. What is your, your definition of self-worth? That's a very good question. I would say self-worth 
is the ability to take yourself and add value to it, but rightfully esteem the value that you add. Um, I think regardless of whether you value yourself or not, there is a degree of self-worth. It could be low self-worth. It could be high self-worth. Um, but I think it is the value, like when you take a piece of old jewelry, right, to the store and you get it appraised, essentially you are appraising yourself and your value. So that is what self-worth means to me. That's good. I love that. And I, I love the example that you gave um, as, as part of value, right? Like, because, you know, we should definitely value ourselves, obviously, beyond what you use for an example, but, you oh, know, yeah. it puts it in a great perspective because we do value those things around us, but we are definitely more than that. So I love that. I definitely love that. So as we get into this topic tonight, um, what are some recent life shifts that you've experienced? Well, I am a newlywed. I don't know. Can I still say that in seven months? I don't know. It's, it's less than a year. So I, I, yes, say, you can definitely say that. I am a newlywed. Um, I think that that has been one of the biggest shifts of my life to date. Um, there are some other things that are currently shifting. I have not yet shifted, but I'd say that would be probably the hugest shift of my life. And I think that, you know, going into it, you know, most young women, like, oh, I want to get married and I know who I want to marry. I know how my weddings, all that is cute. But I think that there is a, a level of identity shift that happens that I don't know that I fully was able to comprehend before I got married. So not only does your last name change, but your family dynamic changes, your role changes, your obligations change, what's required of you changes. And all that can be kind of overwhelming, to be honest with you. Wow. So it's it's more than just the wedding dress, the party, the invitation. <laughs> Girl, <wait>. yes. <laughs> it's more than yes. that. Okay. Yes. Definitely more than that. Okay, gotcha. I hope everybody's got that noted. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, I want to ask a little bit more to that identity thing. So. Yes what what was the shift like was it you not thinking of yourself anymore and having to adapt to somebody else or yeah what what was the identity um revelation i should say so <clears throat> this is a little bit different from what someone would usually say getting married i'll, I'll mm -hmm. say this my whole life i have been a giver i've been someone who loves to serve you know i'm okay with putting someone before me my husband knows this. Um, he is the same way. That's why we work so well together. However, I would say when I got married, um, I had to understand, yes, I, there is a level of servitude there, but that is not your identity fully. Mm -hmm. um, I think that when people get married, sometimes we can lose ourselves in the title of wife or for those who have children, the title of mother, mm -hmm. um, for those who maybe are engaged, the title of fiance. And it's very easy to lose yourself in that identity. But what happens when, you know, your husband needs space mm -hmm. and he doesn't want you to serve him right now? Or he just needs space. He doesn't want you in your, in, in your face right now. Um, you have to have a sense of self that understands who you are and what you require too in any relationship. And so I think this has been a season for me where now that the honeymoon phase is over, I'm coming back down to earth. The wedding is done. Everything is wrapped up. 
And now it's like, okay, God, who am I in this new role? Who am I in this level other than a wife, other than, you know, whatever else I am to anyone else? It's a time where I've really had to come to grips with who I am outside of even servitude, who Mm -hmm. he sees me as outside of that. So, um, yeah. I don't know, is that making sense? No, that makes perfect sense. And to be honest, like, I'm so glad you said this, to be honest, because I, I, I mean, mostly women on this platform, but I know there are some men. So, you know, we shout out to you both. But I think women have a, a, a complex image of, like you said, wife and girlfriend and all these different things and that we're supposed to be like velcro to this person right Mm -hmm. and we like you said we we can lose ourselves in those titles Mm -hmm. um but what happens when you know each other needs space Mm -hmm. do you know who you are enough can you stand strong enough can you not take it personal Mm -hmm. you know and i think those are some things that you have to that's why you have to be strong. Like marriage is not for the weak. <laughs> no, it is not. It is not. People say it, but girl. <laughs> it is. And I'm speaking from a, a divorcee perspective. Mm-hmm. Right. I got married very young. I got married at 20. So wow. I um, definitely understand mm-hmm. um, because those were all a lot of the things I failed in. So when I, that's why I said, I'm so glad that you said these things because I don't think we take those things into consideration. Like I said, we, we, we think about the partnership, but you know, you also are an individual mm-hmm. who has to continue to live your life. And so you have to know who you are. So, um, so with that revelation, what, what are some things that you you're, you're learning? Are you, or, you know, what are some of the lessons that have caused you to, you know, walk stronger as a wife? Well, I'll say, and I'll kind of like throw something else on that. I don't yeah. know if that makes sense. But so I'm going through a lot of shifts right now. And okay. like I said, they're not all complete. So I can't quite put a label to them as of yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's really been a shift in my ability to be led all the way around. Not mm-hmm. only by, you know, my husband, who's an excellent leader, uh, but, you know, me <laughs> getting married at 33 years old. Listen, I've been on my own for a minute, right? So I'm not right. <laughs> somebody else calling the shots. And, you know, I thank God for him because he's super collaborative, but at the end of the day, he is the head of his household. And so learning how to submit and be led there has shown me um, more about how to submit to God and be led by him. Um, So that has been the parallel of my life. That's just like a small, like instance that's caused me to understand a bigger principle. And all the way around right now in my life, I'm going through a season where, and I've we talked about this girl we talked about this offline but <laughs> my life that i thought would be right is not like the way i thought that the rest of this year would play out psych just kidding god said i have another plan Hold and on. learning how to trust god in that process and be led by him um and not not look at him like he's not a good leader because it's not going the way that I, i'm a very methodical person I like a plan. I stick to the plan. I see the plan through. The plan will work. I have contingencies in place. But what happens when God says, okay, that's great. I'm not going by any of your plans since you submitted to me, just like in my marriage, since I decided to submit to my husband, 
I now have the responsibility to trust the leadership that I've submitted to. And so this has been a season of learning how to trust the leadership of God and follow him. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. Wow. Okay. So let's talk about submission. Uh, (laughs) You would go there. (laughs) Let's talk about it because I think, um, first of all, that is a misconception. Oh yeah. Um, But I love, uh, I love the fact that you also got to see the revelation though, between for you and God Mm -hmm. and not just, you know, obviously just you and your husband, but how it all works together. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about submission, just, you know, even with you and God yeah. um, and knowing his, knowing his plan for your life is not always what you, like you said, planned, right? Yeah. Like, where did you figure out, like, the plan wasn't working the way you wanted it to? Like, <laughs> Okay, so let me see how much of this I can share without sharing it. Okay, cool. Let's try this. Um <laughs> So God had been dealing with me for the majority of this year about um, submitting to the call on my life. Mm. I'll put it like that, right? So submitting to the call on my life. Got that. That's great. God, I submit whatever you want me to do, even if it's dealing with things that I don't want to deal with. You know, I think sometimes when we're called, it is a matter of once we get past the, oh, no, I can't do it. And that's an ongoing process, obviously. Mm. Once we start to kind of like settle in it, sometimes it's not so much that, but it's that God, just like Jonah, I don't want to do with these people. (laughs) You know what I mean? Or God, I'm not trying to, I just want to kind of like live this happy, non-complicated life in my my business and, you know, serve behind the camera at church and all those nice background things. But what happens when God calls you to the front and you've already submitted to whatever it is he's called you to do? That's good. You have to continue to submit. And the thing about submission is I love God because he's so wild. He's like, this is, this is wild. Yes. (laughs) He asked us to say yes. Mm -hmm. And then we say, well, what's the question? He said, I'm just asking you to say yes. That, oh my gosh. (laughs) You're like, well, what am I saying? Hang on, that's too much tea. Too much. Hang on. I just said, say say yes. Say yes for me. Wow. You just say yes. I just need your yes. Wow. And when you say yes, you have said yes to the unknown. You have said yes. You have submitted to something that is not your plan because you don't know what that thing is. But you have submitted to trust the leadership of God. So I'm in a season of my life where God called for my yes. I told him, you know, won't even go back that far. But um, I told him, God, thank you for blessing me with this marriage. It's a long time coming. I appreciate you for this. Whatever you ask me to do, I will do. I have no reason to withhold anything from you now. Uh, Three months in, he circled back. He said, remember what you said? (laughs) And he called for my yes. So I gave him my yes. And now I'm on the roller coaster of, okay, this yes, I thought you said this thing would happen at this time. And I was okay with that. But what happens when that is not the way that it it planned out? That is not the way that it panned out. Um, without kind of like giving what that thing is, because again, it's still not done. Um, it's almost a season of delay in which I have to trust the process that my yes will mean something and that my yes, I have to trust the plan of God. 
if that makes sense. I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling. No, it's making perfect sense. And there's so much. (laughs) Hang on. She's she's flowing with the tea, y'all. She's flowing with the tea. We got to take a moment here. Take a moment. (laughs) No, so I want to go back because let's talk about this yes thing for a second. Yes. And I find it so ironic. Here I go. Mm-hmm. That it's the same thing you have to do in marriage. Um, you say yes at the altar, not knowing what trials, tribulations, anything no that you've experienced throughout the years in life, but you're committed mm-hmm. to one another, to whatever happens. Mm-hmm. And so that goes back to what you were saying about how God says, I just want your yes. Are you going to commit to me and your calling and what I've purposed you for? And I find that a yes is so powerful. Um, and to be honest, your yes is all you have. It's all you have. You, 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 like you said, you don't know what you're saying yes to because he hasn't revealed it all to you, but that's all I got. He just that's all I got. <laughs> he just wanted my yes, so that's all I got. So, but like I said, I find it so ironic that you actually did it naturally, but then God asked you to do it spiritually. And I'm just like literally seeing that right now. Thank you. Just, like the connection is just happening right it's, here. So I. It's crazy, right? It's, it's the tea. It's the tea, the tea. tonight. It's the tea. But that's amazing. And but as you continue to talk, um, I do want to ask a question about the call, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what were some of your struggles, you know, in that? Yes, though, because I'm sure there was that reserved you, you know, of what you're called to? Okay. Well, since you asked, um, (laughs) I will say that without sounding cliche, Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, one of the unfortunate, well, cliches in the church is church hurt, right? Like church trauma. That's really what it is. It's trauma. Um, And I think sometimes it's weaponized to paint the church in the light of something that it is not. Unfortunately, that that verbiage is abused oftentimes. Mm -hmm. People who maybe just don't want to submit at all. Oh, church hurt this, that or the other. But it's also a very real thing that happens. And trauma is a very real thing. And so growing up, um, I did go through a lot of trauma at the church I grew up in. Um, had a lot of great opportunities, great experiences, but had a lot of bad ones too. And so sometimes when I saw people in the in the light of what God has called me to, but I saw the arrogance in which they treated that opportunity, it made me not want to be a part of it. Wow. You know what I mean? It made me like, oh, well, that's not what I am, right? And I think oftentimes instead of teaching people how to embrace um, the anointing that God has placed on their life, The way we handle it teaches them to have no part of it, unfortunately. It teaches them a cautionary tale of, well, if you embrace and you say that you're this, Mm -hmm. then this is the image that's associated with it. And that's not you and that's not what you want. So you need to stay away from that thing. And unfortunately, that is somewhat of what I fell into. Um, I fell into not even wanting to embrace the fact that I am a minister because like, no, I've seen the way they act. That is not me. I am not trying to be. And that today. <laughs> that's not me. I don't have time for it. I'm not with the shenanigans. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, going back to self-worth, I think oftentimes, unfortunately, when you are um, elevated in a position of leadership, but you don't have a sense of self-worth, you mm-hmm. cling on to that elevation as your identity instead of rooting your identity in Christ. And so that's when we see a lot of corrupt leadership that values position over you know, the actual purpose that God has placed on them because they identify with that because they have low self-worth. They have nothing else to cling on to. And so that is what I saw growing up. Mm-hmm. And I did not want that. God mm-hmm. had to show me something different. Um, he showed me men and women of God who were walking in authority in the right way, who had lives that mirrored the image of Christ. He showed me people who were doing it the right way. You know, the sincere, true power of the anointing. He showed me people like you, you know what I mean? People like you who are authentically themselves and still able to, they're able to walk more heavily in what God called them to do because they are themselves. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where every time I would see someone or something that identified with a part of what God had called me to, it pulled on my heart. It mm. pulled on my heart in such a way I couldn't ignore it. And so at the end of the day, I just kind of got tired. Yeah. Got tired of, you know, wondering what it would be like or mm. what it could be or what more was there. There was a void, um, if I'm being honest. I did not feel fulfilled and I was tired of being afraid. I was tired of caring. Wow. Wow. That's good. That's so good. And and you just, I think you have to get to a place of, I don't care. Right. Really, really do. Um, it's about denying yourself. It's about at this point, I am so, I am learning to be so dead to myself, dying daily to the point where It doesn't like whatever I look like doing whatever God called me to do. I don't really care because I'm walking in obedience. It's not about me. I don't care what anybody thinks of me at this point. I don't. But, you know, I think you have to, I think we have to get there because when it comes to the yes, (laughs) you gotta, there's that, that's a big step because you can't explain things to people. You can't give them direct answers. All you know is that you said yes and you're going with it right? That's it. And so it, 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 this is God. This is who we serve. <laughs> this is, how <laughs> this is the God we serve. <laughs> you know, there's no, there's no agenda. There's no one, two, three step. There's none of that. Like you just trust and you walk and you continue to grow closer to him. And so, but I love how transparent that testimony was because I think we all struggle with comparing ourselves, but I, I the most is the view of the church. You know, we definitely um, don't take those things into consideration. um, And we do allow those things that we see in other people stop us from doing what we're supposed to do for God. Um, But once again, God gets us to a place to where we're like, forget it. I can't fight no more. (laughs) We'll do this. Let's just do it. (laughs) And, And so you end up saying yes. So. Um, now that you've said yes to the call, you've, you know, you've, you're learning some things through this life shift. Um, how has it affected your self-worth? Man, that is a great question. Um, I was just thinking about this the other day. Um, let's see. I be careful with my words. Uh, there's just, you know, there's so much going on in the body of Christ as a whole and all different parts of it. 
And, you know, it seems like almost every other day we hear about something happening or, you know, a leader falling or, you know, a church separating or closing because of this, that, or the third. And as of late, where God has had me, he's had me praying for leadership and he's had me really observing leadership and what makes a good leader a good leader. And so in the midst of this shift, the way that this whole shift has affected my self-worth is God is telling me, you have to have a very, for where I'm taking you, I still don't know all of where he's taking me, right? I have to have such a strong sense of self-worth that goes beyond anything that God could ever provide for me or any platform he could ever put me on Mm -hmm. to where if that platform leaves me, I am still intact. And Mm -hmm. I think, unfortunately, um, we see a lot of the times it's not always the case. You know, it's so easy to kind of get built up on the platform that God places you and to be on it so long that you forget who you are outside of that platform, who God has called you to be. Like our ultimate calling is to serve and to love God and to love one another. Mm -hmm. Our ultimate calling, God did not say, um, I love the intercessor or I love the evangelist or I love this. He said, I love Pastor Liz. I love Sister Jamie, whatever. Right. Like he said, he loves us by name, our name. Um, And so I think understanding that and understanding what he said about us is paramount and being able to shift in anything that he calls us to do. So that's kind of been where I am is understanding that part of me. It's in the name. There there, there you have it. And, and, And I love that you pointed that out because God does see us as just simple individuals. It's not the title. And I think sometimes that can even scare us. Is yeah. We hold a title or we are offered a title. Let me say it that way. That we 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 can either go one way or another with it. We can yeah. it can humble us or it can boost us to another level that you know we don't even know who you are anymore, kind of a thing. And yeah. um, but remembering who you are just as an individual that you're God's daughter that. Mm-hmm the girl who loved the Lord way back when, you know, like nothing's changed, but the different servitude opportunities, you just once again, serving. And so I love how, how humble that was just to, to say, it's, it's just you, you know, you are who you are. (laughs) I'm the one who was broken. I'm the one that God healed. I'm the one who came from a broken household and came from abuse and came from hurt and low self-esteem and low value that God took and picked up and said, no, I've called you by name. I love you. You're precious to me. I'm that person. I'm the one who's grateful to God. You know, that's who I am. (laughs) I'm the one he he loves and he's chosen that he decided to take time with. Right. Like that's who I am. Held your hand, all of that. <laughs> Listen, all of that. Imperfect me, that's who I am, right? Mm-hmm. But he still loves me. And I, I think as God continues to elevate, um, if that's the mind frame that we come from, remembering the core of who we are, then we'll we'll be okay. Yeah. Because we'll, we'll stay close to the heart of God. So. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And, 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 it, it, and that is like, when you only see yourself and who you are, and like you said, all the things that you've been through, it not only shows a gratification for for God's grace and mercy and all that He does, but it's a love, it's a yeah. love connection. It's that a is. love connection because I think that's the only reason why I said yes. 
is because of everything he's brought me through. Mm-hmm. It's the least I can do. You know, I mean, and that's not even including the cross. I mean, and not trying no, to. We haven't it. even gotten to the cross. Like, we're, we're gonna go <laughs> we haven't talked about the cross. I mean, that's enough in itself. But to think about all those things, like you said, the, the brokenness, the tears, right. like, none of these people were there. <laughs> Nobody seen you cry. No one, you know, had to, you know, deal with those days where you didn't have anything, you know, like the, that was all you, but he was right there, even though he may not physically be there, but he emotionally, spiritually was enough to cover even naturally. Right. So um, that, that to me is, is amazing. I love that. I love that. Um, I could talk for days. See, you always get me going. <laughs> but, um, but that's good. That is so good. Um, knowing how that affects your self worth, but it's it, it's such a positive. That that's one thing too. I wanted to point out is that it's it didn't it didn't break you in a way of making you feel lower than what you were or unworthy, but it, it brought you to the right place. Mm-hmm in the right time. Right. We'll leave it at I'm that. I'm not that person anymore. I'm the whole version of myself. So come on. Yeah. Say one more time. The whole version. <laughs> the whole version. The whole version. Okay. Listen. All right. That's so good. So with all this great tea, because it's so much tea, y'all. You're gonna definitely need to rewatch this, re-listen to it. But um what are some tools or resources that have helped you um along the way to say yes, to stay committed, to know that God has called you for so such a time as this? Honestly, like to be completely honest, it's been prayer. I have found so much value in just laying out before God and pr- mm-hmm. like really like not, not our weekly prayer night at church, right? Like more than just that, like actually of my own will and volition, taking time to quiet myself before God and just like really hear from him, really be in a place to understand, okay, what I want, I can't hold so dearly. I'm going to hold it loosely and I need to know what you want. And then just being open enough to say, God, you know what, if this isn't your will, just shut it down, like close the door, shut it down, move it. Don't even let me want it anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of kept me centered. Um, I'll say good people, you know, good people around you who you're able to kind of like share a little bit about what you're going through. You have helped me being honest, you have been one of those people. I appreciate you for that. Um, You know, my husband has definitely been that person that kind (laughs) of, the thing that he told me uh, the other day we were talking and he said, in this season, you have to be actively patient. And that means you have to actively prepare for the things that God has called you to do, but not so active that you're moving ahead of his wheel. So just people to tell you things like that. Hey, hey, it's a good one. But things like that, the right words in the right season from the right people um, has really, really helped me stay focused and encouraged in the season while I'm waiting. Okay, so let's talk about that just a little bit. Because (laughs) (laughs) we don't want to talk about your husband's quote, but we're going to leave it. (laughs) We're going to leave it for him and give him credit for that. But that was amazing. Um, But Let's talk about your circle, the people around you. Now, you were able to, you know, 
once again, heed to the people that you needed to heed to and the words that they were sharing. But has there been distractions of other people that have tried to confuse you or question um, anything? Sure. <laughs> sure. Um, I think what I've learned in this season, and it's been, to be honest with you, it's kind of been a lonely season mm-hmm. because it's had to be that way. Right. Um, I've had to protect and, and hold so closely what God has shared with me that he's going to do um, simply because I can't allow the opinions of others to influence the word of God. I can't. Um, I can't allow for politics to be spoken over it in the sense that, well, you know, so-and-so, you're going to be working with them. You got it. Well, you know this and that. Oh, oh girl, I'm going you know, to pray for you because I can't. I'm, I, don't, I don't have time. I can't. You know what I mean? I know that God has rescued my mind from that mentality. And now that I'm over here, what God has promised and said is it's, I revere it so much. It feels like a holy moment. Mm -hmm. It feels like such a sacred moment, a moment of purpose. I can't afford to get sidetracked with opinions of other people on what I might encounter or what I should do or how I should finesse the situation that God is bringing me into. Like I can't afford for that. So it's been lonely. You know, there's about three people (laughs) that I can, you know, legitimately speak to about this. And that's okay with me. I don't, I don't need much. Okay. Okay. There's so much again. Oh my gosh. So no, this is good. Let's talk about the loneliness. I think that is something we have to definitely, um, definitely pay attention to. And it's not that you chose to be lonely, but that what you're carrying requires you to be lonely. And it's so important, I think, because like you said, you can't allow the other, the politics, the opinions of other people, you know, what they think it's going to be, you know, to influence what God has given you. So how did you protect yourself from, from that? Like, how did you not offend them <laughs> if, if you had to, I mean. Um, I think it's a, a, it's been so interesting. It's been a season of drifting, I'll say. (laughs) It's it's been a season where um, things that are toxic to purpose for me have gradually drifted away and I've had to let them. Um, I know there were a few situations because I mean, I'm a pretty social person. I, you know, I love people. I love hanging out with people. I love doing things. I love communication. Um, but there is a part of me that cannot indulge in communication with everything and everybody. Mm-hmm. And in this season, I think I've had to be okay with friendships that I've really, really enjoyed drifting. You know, it, it gets up to a point where sometimes, you know, you text that person and it's just so dry, so dry. Like, <laughs> I hope you're well. (laughs) I'm going like, God, what is this? (laughs) I've had to be okay with it because God kind of had to show me the personality behind it, you know, the conversation behind it, the mannerisms and the ways behind it. And it's not speaking, you know, poorly of anybody. It's just they're not what my new season needs. And that's okay. they're not what next needs um and we just have to be very protective over what is next so 
that's a, I mean, and I think it takes a self-discipline, does it not? Like it does because you have to be aware of those shifts. <laughs> Once again, here we are talking about shifts. You have to be aware of those shifts when God is trying to shift you to a place, protect mm -hmm. you, cover you, and knowing that these people cannot go with you um, and, and not try to hang on to it. Mm -hmm. um, it honestly, it reminds me of my haircut I just recently got. I had it's cute, work. girl. You working it all right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, honestly, I didn't really intend for this to happen, but because there was so much dead hair, I had to find a different style to you know to accumulate to the new, and mm -hmm. so but. If I were to try to hang on to the dead hair, child, I look like a crazy person. Listen, <laughs> it, would, it would start breaking off, wouldn't it? Literally. And right. so, you know, it sometimes it's necessary for what? For you to grow, mm -hmm. for you to, to see a different you, to, to embrace a new. And so um, that to me is like, I mean, what you said was so, it's so relevant. You have to be okay with letting go. Um, in some of these life shifts, you have to be okay of even some self-disciplines. You can't do everything like everybody else gets to do. You can't be like everybody else is. You have to, um, you know, stay committed with your yes, because that's all. That's all you got. That's all I have. I don't have much my yes. Okay. My dad told me growing up, if you don't have your word, you don't have anything. Wow, that's and. Great that translates to how we treat and speak to God. If we don't have our vow of commitment, then what do we have? That's good. What do we have to offer him? You know? Words are everything. They yeah. Are. Words are everything. That's so good. All right. Once again, I hope y'all are writing these down. This good, <laughs> good tea. Um, and one last thing that you mentioned too at the very end was that you don't need a lot of people. And I think sometimes we, once again, get the complex, especially when people are in the land flight, that you need a, a whole entourage or you need a, a group of people. But would you say it's safe to say less is better? <laughs> less is more? <laughs> so I'll say yes, but also what God showed me, and it's crazy how he works, as I started to allow people, the dead things to drift away, he started to put new people in my life. He started to put people who actually belong here for this season, people who are in a different place, who have a different mind frame. I don't have to, um, I don't want to say dumb myself down, but I don't have to pretend around them. I don't have to lessen the value of what God has placed on the inside of me. It's appreciated. It's celebrated. It isn't mocked. I'm not too much. I'm not too deep. You know, these are a different caliber, a different level of people. And the other people, they're not bad. Their mind and priorities are just on something different. Right. And that's no. where they are. That is their season. That's so and good. That's okay. That's so good. Yes. Right. We're not going to say that they're not good people, that they're not quality people. They're just not in the same category as where I am right now. And that's okay. And that's okay. And I'm yeah. so glad you just said it that way because we can be like, oh, they devil this, that, and like, spirit. You know, no, no, right. no. And just, you know, some things are for a season and some are for a lifetime, as they say. Right. But you have right. to know when that shift is and to be okay 
on both ends, you know? I mean, because sometimes the shoe may be on the other foot. What if you're the person right. that has to walk away? And, right. and or they they chose to walk away from you, you know. So you you have to respect, um, you know, all sides um, of that. But it, it doesn't necessarily always have to be a dramatized breakup. Oh <laughs> it God. doesn't always have to be gossip <laughs> or you know whatever the case may be. Right. Um, it can definitely just be a mutual understanding, and you just you know continue on with life. So I, I thank you for even pointing that out. That's amazing. That is some good tea. Um, so w- through all this, I know you said recently you've discovered, you know, the identity and, you know, submitting to the yes. But um, what else have you discovered recently about your value? Um, that's another really good question. Um, one of the things that I am learning to value um, are my differences. Mm-hmm. And something that I think, again, maybe cliche in some circles, but um, I think that for the things that God has called me to in the next season, he's going to need me to be exactly who I am. Mm -hmm. And that is different. And he's taught me to value those things, like lean into those things, Um, lean into those differences, be okay with that. I love those differences about you. I made them on purpose. I intentionally made you different from the way you think to the way you speak, to how you dress, to what you you know, all those things that we think are just cosmetic or just small, minor details. God was like, no, I, I chose you to be this way because there is a circle of people I want to reach with your differences. Mm-hmm. And so for me, instead of seeing those as things that I need to adjust to fit into a box, God has seriously allowed me to see the worth behind those things mm-hmm. and just like lean into them even more. That's so cool. that's, that's another thing. No, no, that's good. Like, I don't think we even, you know, sometimes consider differences, you know, um, sometimes we're so, we're so busy trying to people please mm-hmm. that we don't take the time to see that there are just some things different. I don't agree. And it's okay. Once again, going back to the, okay, <laughs> you don't get nothing else. It's okay. It's okay to discover some of these things and, and embrace them and walk in them. So mm-hmm. being different in, in, in knowing that, um, Sometimes people aren't going to agree with you. Sometimes people won't have the same faith level as you to see what you see, but it's okay. It's okay. We're good it's, here. We are good. Okay. I'm sleeping as long as you're sleeping. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm living real good over here. <laughs> my best life. So, right. no, I love that, that, you know, just embracing those, those, your mentality of different mm-hmm. and and not being ashamed to stand on different at that mm-hmm. so no that's good i love it i love it all right well um this has been some amazing tea jamie oh seriously <laughs> i've dropped so many good things um you all please definitely be um looking out for the podcast coming out tomorrow and then also Take a friend, share with somebody, let them know what this tea was like tonight, um, because this was definitely something that we all can take a piece from and really utilize in our lives. But um, our last question, and I know it's going to be powerful. So um, what advice, um, since we are coming to this end, uh, what advice would you um, give to somebody who is going through a life shift? 
Huh. That's a big question. Um, I would say this. Be okay with not knowing. Be very comfortable with not knowing exactly where you're headed. Um, I do believe God will give you a general idea if you seek him. However, the specific details, you're going to have to be okay with them shifting. Um, you're going to have to be okay with uncertainty. And you're going to have to be humble enough to say, I don't know, but God, I trust you. Um, I think oftentimes, um, well, let me just say for me, <laughs> I was, uh, I've been very much so a know-it-all. Like I, I know where I'm headed. I know where I'm going. I'm not about to step out here and not, but in this season, I've had to humble myself before God and say, I do not know what this is going to end up like. I just know you gave me a directive. You gave me a direction to walk in and you gave me marching orders. I'm going to go that way um, until you tell me to go another way. Mm -hmm. And whenever you decide to bring me to the fullness of the promise, I respect that. I'm just going to keep walking. Wow. So stay close to the heart of God so you don't walk anywhere strange, <laughs> that he's not calling you to walk. And of walking by faith, you end up out here looking weird, being weird. Come yeah. in left field, child. Come Over back. Left field. Right? Go back. Careful. You gotta stay close to the heart of God. Um, but in all seriousness, staying close to the heart of God will allow you to have the kind of faith that God, even if this you know, doesn't go the way I think it's going to work. I'm still going to trust you because I know that all things work together for my good. I know there's a purpose, even in what is perceived failure. Mm -hmm. um, there's a purpose in, you know, my plans being shifted and adjusted. So I think that's, that's key. So key. That's so key. Wow. I love this. Uh, uh, now I'm going to ask the question. I usually don't ask the question to the advice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> It's great advice, but I, I just want you to expound on because I think this is something, especially for us women, because we're so, I hate to say it, we're so controlling. We need to know a lot of detail. We need to know, you know, what's happening. But how did you find the peace to be okay with the unknown? Um... Okay, let me try to make this as condensed as possible. Um, God actually allowed something to happen in my life. A couple of things to happen back to back to back. Um, me and my husband actually recently went to this conference. Um, in the middle of Palm Springs, I had booked a hotel. Promise this will answer your question. Um, I had decided that I was just going to book a hotel because I get a discount. I'm going to do this, that, and the other. Are you okay with this hotel? Good. Okay, we're going to stay here me trying to take control of stuff right we got to the hotel hotel was trash it was tr it's reputable brand i won't say the brand but it was reputable we got there it was garbage i wanted to cry um my husband said okay 10 minutes what do you want to do you want to leave you want to stay i'll help you find another hotel for us what do you want to do well my plan originally was that hotel i was like okay let's find another hotel i don't think we can make this work God's plan was much different than what I had set out to do. He blessed us with a super low, like I'm talking 70% off a hotel that was a five-star hotel that we would have never thought to stay and pay. Like God just really hooked us up. 
And in that moment, it was a small thing, but the service we went through that night, the word basically, and it was Bishop Jason Nelson who spoke, was to throw your plans away because God's plans are much better than your plans. And he wants to do much more than you can ever do. And from that point on, everything that I had planned, even in the small things, it's like it just wouldn't work out. It wouldn't work out until I finally had to get the, get the picture Like God had to bring back to my mind that example that he gave and how it really worked out better than I could have ever imagined when my plan was foiled, <laughs> when my plan was no more, right? Mm-hmm. Um, another instance I won't go into detail about, but I was very disappointed with the outcome of a situation I thought I knew what was going to happen. I thought there was an opportunity I would be able to pursue. And God said, it's not time for that yet. And I had to be okay with that. But Mm -hmm. that instance with the hotel, along with the word that night, gave me so much peace. And that even in my disappointment, even in my pain, even when I think I've messed things up, if I release my plan to God's will, he has a way of giving us much more than we could have ever done for ourselves. And so when I get discouraged or I get confused or I get impatient, I go back to that revelation. I go back to that moment where, I mean, God gave us a private villa with dry, like it was dope. It was, it was so nice. Um, But the principle of it is, is that God will give you things that are out of your reach for the moment. If you would just lay your plans down and submit to his will. So that's where I am with that. Okay. I'm not going to cry. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, y'all. I don't know what else to say. This is amazing to you. He's a good God. (laughs) He's a good God. So amazing. Like, but that is so real. Like, it's just a matter of us submitting. It goes back to the submission that you were talking about earlier and and just letting go, trusting Mm -hmm. and letting go. Um, Instead of always trying to help and put a hand in, he just wants your yes. And he will direct you. He will give you the instructions on how to get there, where to go, who to talk to, whatever the case may be. So that that was powerful. That I mean, she dropped and I'm in the middle of it. Like, yeah, I still don't know. I, I still don't have clarity on everything. I'm in the middle. She's only right in the now. middle and she already dropping bombs. Lord help us all. <laughs> We are excited for you to see what this next season is going to bring. Thank you so much for being so tonight and sharing so much wisdom on life shifts and and just being able to to see those, to be aware, but to also know how to handle um, those difficult places. Um, So thank you. Thank you all for tuning in with us. We will be back, like I said, next month with another tea time. But until then, we thank you for tuning in and we...